Welcome to the TBD Podcast. This is your host, Allison Lassard. Let's get into it. Hey, you guys, welcome back. So this episode felt important to record because it's been so helpful for me. So I really wanted to share this with you guys. Um, you know, long story short, just to keep it brief for those that are new here, I've been in the, you know, spiritual growth and personal development industry now for in the wellness industry for over a decade. And I've worked with hundreds and hundreds of people one-to-one and thousands of people online. And relationship healing was like how, was one of the ways that I got started when I got onto YouTube. It was talking about conscious relationship and spiritual growth. And what I've learned, especially over the last couple of years, you know, and, and where I'm at with this now, is very much about finding ways to process your feelings and in your experience without getting caught up in the stories and the narratives that create so much suffering because ultimately it's the story about the feeling that you're having or the story about the experience that you're having that's creating pain over time that's where the the pain comes from actually and so it, it might be a momentary pain like if you experience something physical yeah in that instance you might feel physical pain but if it's prolonged and chronic and long-standing like it's in our minds we need to address the mind. And that's kind of, that's a big statement to make, and I don't have to break it all down in this episode, but like, I'm going to start with just a little bit about, so I'm studying Tibetan Buddhism, and you don't have to be Buddhist, right? Like, the, I'm just applying this to my work now because it just makes sense to me. It's a lineage that's been around for thousands of years and tools that just, they work if you work them. That's why it's still here. <laughs> that's why it's still relevant all these years later. When it comes to your relationships, the reason why I was attracted to, to this lineage of Buddhism is because it's about radical personal responsibility, which means the world and the way you're experiencing the world, the way that you're perceiving the world, and this includes all of your relationships, is coming from you. It's coming from your mind. Now, if that's true, if you don't like the experience that you're having, it means it can change because how you're seeing it might be distorted. And so when you get into your own mind and you start to shift how your mind is perceiving the world, your external world will change. <laughs> it will, because it's the law of karma. Now, now that I've experienced multiple you know, actual tangible experiences of this, I know it to be true. But you got to try it for yourself. Don't take it from me. Don't take my word for it. Try. If you guys want to get started, by the way, and you totally have no concept of like what I'm talking about with anything any Buddhism or anything, you can get a little introductory with bliss. It's a free class that I did on relationship healing through the power of meditation. And so how to literally use any relationship to raise your consciousness and use it as a teacher and use it as a way to grow spiritually. So that is on my website. You can go to the link in the podcast notes and get to my site and it's right on the homepage. You can opt in for that 60 minute free class. Just as a side note, I just figured I'd throw that in there because it actually is relevant. So back to relationship healing and creative alchemy. If your relationships are, are happening as a result of how you're perceiving people, then your relationships can massively improve when you change your own mind and the way that your mind is operating, the way the neurons are firing. And just generally speaking, if you apply in Tibetan Buddhism, what I'm studying, it's the foundation of it is karma and emptiness. And I won't get into a whole talk about what that is, but essentially it's like if things are empty of a nature, like self-existent nature, meaning their com stuff's coming from you. And karma, we'll just say that's, that's like the seeds that you're planting. 
and also later as they grow, what you're experiencing, right? Because karma expands. It's like you plant an apple seed, you're going to grow apples later, right? If you plant, um, you know, love, you're going to experience more love later. If you plant generosity, you're going to experience more abundance and more generosity from others later, okay? So this is like very simplified. When it comes to like, how are we going to heal in our relationships? Like I said, there's a million different ways. You can do therapy. You can go get a massage. You can do somatic healing. You can do breath work. You can do X, Y, Z. And all those things are valid. Go for it. Try. I've tried so many things. When it came to creative expression for me, it felt really good because I realized I wasn't needing to get into the story of how I was feeling towards a specific person. I was able to just turn it into something else. And like I said, maybe you turn that. I mean, how much beautiful art is born from like relationship struggles, you know what I mean? And it doesn't always have to be pain. Like you could be creating from joy. It doesn't have to be from a breakup or from grief or from an ending. Like you could literally be in a gorgeous experience and then create from there and and just enjoy the sake of creating. But for a lot of people that I work with, they're struggling. And so they come to me and they're like, I my relationships are shitty. I'm not getting along with people. Or I really want a romantic partner, but it's not working out for me. Or I haven't dated in 10 years. Or I'm always attracted to people who are unavailable and run away from me. I don't know, whatever the issue is, right? Pick it, pick one. <laughs> I'm sure you've got one. We all do. And so for me, like a big pattern was definitely... I would say like for me, the biggest things that I've been healing in relationship have been my own reactivity. So I used to be in the past really reactive, really hot tempered, like I'm a pretty quiet person actually behind the scenes. I'm pretty introverted. I like to spend a lot of time by myself. Like I like my alone time. I'm a homebody, you know, so I'm fairly quiet. But when it came to being activated in relationship and getting upset, I used to be just I had kind of an explosive temper. And I could go from like zero to 100. And I didn't really know how to regulate my emotions. I didn't know how to regulate my anger, my frustration, um, my impatience. I didn't have a lot of patience with people. I would just, my mouth would just move faster than my brain was. (laughs) And it caused a lot of problems in the past, you know. And the more self-aware I became and the more obviously that I incorporated things like meditation, I became much less reactive. But on top of that, I became a lot more aware of me, of my own behavior, of my own thought patterns, of the things that were repeating, why certain cycles were repeating. And this is the thing. The quality of your relationships is a byproduct of the relationship you have with yourself, your own level of self-awareness, emotional intelligence. I mean, your own level of consciousness, where you're at. And it's okay, wherever you are, it's perfect. That's where you're meant to be. But just know that as your consciousness, as you raise your consciousness, as you become more self-aware and more loving and more compassionate with yourself and able to hold that kind of space for your feelings and for your stuff, you're able to be there for you. Your relationships are going to improve. Like how could they not improve if you're giving yourself that level of love and compassion and devotion? Again, you're planting those seeds through your actions, through the way that your mind is moving, through, you know, the way that you are showing up in the world. And so by law, like by universal law, you're going to be forced to experience that later in a good way. You know what I mean? So if emotions are just energy, they, they need an outlet. And so today we're going to talk about using creativity as an outlet and how this can really help you because maybe you're not aware yet or maybe you've never tried it. So rather than directing all your whatever, frustration, anger, disappointment, sadness, <laughs> irritation, 
loneliness, impatience, whatever it is, at your love interest, at your partner, at your family members, at your clients if you have a business. What if you just made art instead? And this does not need, number one, let's get a few things clear. You don't need to be an artist to benefit from this, okay? Or, or feel that that label applies to you. Number two, nobody needs to see anything that you're creating. This is literally for you. This is your own process. So call it trash art, call it what you will. This is expression. It's just creative expression and creative exploration, creative playtime. Nobody needs to see it. You're just acting as a vessel for these emotions, this energy to move through you, creating pathway, right? Creative pathway for the energy to transform and literally be transmuted. Like I said, maybe you turn that pain into power, into love, into beauty, into joy, Let's also note here that, <clears throat> excuse me, your creative energy is your life force energy. Like literally in Chinese medicine, they call it um, Jing, your life force. So like if you have no more life force, you die. And so how are you using your life force? Because that's also your creative energy. And I think like a lot of us, especially as adults and and especially as like pe people with adulting, like we've got responsibilities, we've got obligations. A lot of us were taught or brought up to think that creativity is frivolous. It's play, it's for kids. It should just be a hobby, if that, maybe not even. And so we don't end up utilizing it at all as an outlet. It just gets tabled, put on the back burner or ignored completely. And, you know, for me, maybe I'm, I'm blessed in a way because my business is creative. So whether I like it or not, I have to create things to make money, right? It's my livelihood. So I have to create the branding, the marketing, the program itself, the concept. I have to bird the concept. I have to create the whole program around it. And then I have to sell it. And then I have to facilitate it. So it's like my job in essence is creative. And I, I like it. You know what I mean? I'm a creative person. So that works for me. You know, it can be hard sometimes, but ultimately that has been a big creative outlet for me. Not everybody has that. Some people work at a like corporate job or really analytical, let's say, really left brained and there isn't a lot of space for creative expression. And then they get home and they're tired and then blah, blah, blah. You know, my phone, my dinner, my kids, my this, my that. And so when it comes to your relationships, like your relationships, how you're relating to other people is based in how you relate with yourself. So I, I would say like the number one thing before we get into more is like, where are you leaking energy? Because think about it. Your relationships are a byproduct of your relationship with you. And a lot of times when we're frustrated or disappointed or not, or we're struggling with our relationships, it's because there's something that we're not seeing or something that we're avoiding dealing with in our own experience. And so we might just be either, usually it's unconscious. People are unconsciously projecting their own self-frustration onto their partner or the people in their lives. Instead of actually carving out the space to be with yourself, to process your own feelings before you either discuss them with other people or blame other people. The blame game is a no-go for me. Like the blame game is like bye-bye. If I catch myself in a moment of like, I, I want to play the victim, I immediately catch myself now because I know that that's not, I know for myself that's not true because I do believe that, that's why I'm studying the Buddhism. I do believe that my world is a projection of my mind. And I'll just make an example with an ex of yours, right? If things were not empty of a nature, and again, you can take more classes and I'm going to be teaching this. I'm going to be giving more Dharma talks and I'm going to explain these things more deeply as we go into the year because I'm being mentored and I'm learning on the side, behind the scenes, 
quietly. I've been doing that over the last several months. So if things are empty of a nature, meaning like what we're experiencing is coming from us, like if that weren't true, then take your ex-partner, like an ex of yours. Maybe you're on good terms, maybe you're not. If things were not empty of a nature, every single person in the world would have the exact same experience of your ex. But that's not true, right? Because you had your experience, maybe the person that they're with now or la la la, whatever the story is, has a totally different experience of them. So how could they have a fixed nature if different people are having a different experience of them? So let's just use that as the example. That's why this is so powerful because I have experienced in my life with family members, um, romantic partners, uh, friends, I've ex clients, I've experienced that same exact person having a, a very, let's say, tumultuous or painful experience with that person. And now, as I've done, quote unquote, the work, these people aren't doing the work with me necessarily. Who knows what they're up to? You know what I mean? It doesn't matter. The more that I do it for me, the more that I perceive them differently because I'm changing from the inside out, I'm having totally different experiences, improved, healthier, happier, more loving, more compassionate relationships with all of these people. That's not by accident, you guys. So just know that this is possible for you too. I know that sometimes people don't believe it until they see it, which is why I'm like, don't ever take people's words at face value without trying it for yourself. Like, go try. What I love about the tradition that I'm learning and the lineage of Buddhism that I'm learning is that they encourage you to keep an open mind and try it for yourself. Do not just blindly follow people, okay? So this is amazing because you can literally alchemize relationships. You can turn one relationship into a new relationship because it's coming from you. So people that used to ghost me or ignore me or reject my intimacy or whatever are now coming towards me, wanting to be with me, loving me, being respectful, asking. Like, it's completely 180. Again, this is not accidental. And so one of the ways beyond my meditation practice and, and those studies, and that's only been, I mean, I've been meditating for several years every single day, but like the... Buddhist stuff came in recently, but before that, I was like already, okay, taking responsibility for my stuff, being like, I'm the one that's creating my reality, therefore I better get my shit together internally. And not in like a shame-based way, in a like, okay, if this, if there's a cause for something and a result, then I can change it. If I could change the the seed, if I plant a new seed of what I actually want, if I don't want to experience, if I'm experiencing deception and people are lying to me, for example. I have to really think where I've planted that seed already because I'm being forced to experience it. So, okay, when did I lie in the past? When did, it doesn't mean you're a bad person. It's just like, when was I dishonest? When did I like withhold information? When did I omit the truth? When did I la la la? When was I deceptive? Or when did I deceive myself? Okay, now I'm being forced to experience that. What if I plant a new seed of honesty? What if I start planting seeds of integrity and seeds of transparency and seeds of openness? then I'm going to be having a different experience in the future, right? Boom. So I've been using creativity as a way to do this beyond my business, right? So just a little context here when it comes to, actually, no, let me, let me cover a few more things before I get into that. Where, let's just ask yourself, like, where are you leaking energy? So if you're feeling drained in your relationships and you're struggling right now, just ask yourself, where are you distracted? 
overgiving? Where are you abandoning yourself? Where are you avoiding spending time with yourself? Where are you overly involved in other people's growth, but abandoning your own or, or ignoring your own growth, not focused on you? Where are you like addicted to drama? We've all, I mean, my God, I still catch myself sometimes. I'm like, whoops, I'm getting way too entertained with X, Y, Z. Like, this isn't good for me. Why am I doing this? Again, there's many ways we can escape ourselves. It's lots of forms of escapism. And again, it's usually unconscious. Where are you numbing out? Maybe you're scrolling mindlessly hours in front of the television, the screen time. Maybe it's like substances, you know. Even alcohol is so normalized. And I don't have anything against drinking, but like I don't drink a lot anymore. And it's pretty rare, actually. And I don't, I don't judge people that are doing it. Do whatever you want. But is it improving your experience? Or are you just like numbing? You know what I mean? Or are you just not wanting to be in your body? Because I know that I, when I drink a lot, I do not feel good, you know? And now, because I don't touch it much, I feel really shitty if I drink a lot. So it's like, ugh, why am I doing this? You know, what's enjoyable about this? <laughs> Minus the first, like, 15 minutes that you start to feel good, and then you're like, oh, I'm going to have a hangover or whatever. So I don't know. Not to digress, but I'm just saying there's a lot of ways that we can be out of our body and disembodied and not present and not actually feeling the stuff that we need to feel. But like I said in the beginning, when you don't attach a story to the emotion and you just let the emotion move through you, raw emotion without a narrative and a meaning to it, and it has to mean this, that, and the other thing, it's a totally different experience. Usually it passes through you a lot quicker. You don't suffer like you would otherwise. You're not ruminating on it. You're not like obsessively going over the same thing and making it mean something. Okay, like, like the feeling will pass. And then you're gonna be like, wow, I feel better. I feel lighter. It doesn't have to be so complicated. You know what I'm saying? Not necessarily. So all this energy that you might be leaking, just number one, identify where you're leaking energy. Where are you drained? Where is it not serving you? Be super fucking honest with yourself if you really want to heal. You got to be really, really, really honest with yourself. All right? That's a practice in and of itself. Number two is knowing that all that energy that you're leaking out could be used for other things like creativity, like expressing it in a creative way instead. And then again, turning it into something else, move that energy. So you can also use movement, exercise, um, meditation, breathing, go walk in nature, cleaning your a house, your apartment. I don't know. There's a lot of ways that you can just move energy, dancing, making poetry, music, right? Whatever. So that's like the first question you can ask yourself is where are you leaking the energy and just identify those things and be very honest with yourself. And number two, like asking yourself, are you, when it comes to healing your relationships, like are you centering your own joy now or are you waiting for the relationship to fix it for you? Like, oh, when I'm in a relationship, then I'll be happy. When me and my partner are better, then I'll, then I'll be good. Then I'll be creative. Then I'll go do these things. Like where are you putting the relationship before your own like self-care, <laughs> how you're taking care of you is how you're showing up in relationship, right? And so I think that a lot of times we just, we're like thinking that the, the peace and the happiness is like outside of us and that other people are responsible for it. And when it comes to like this creative alchemizing of your feelings, like I said, it comes down to you carving out the time, the space and holding yourself responsible for doing that work. <clears throat> because again, it's it's in it's coming from you. <laughs> and so the ways that this has really helped me, right? And this is where I want to mention my friend, my close a good friend of mine, 
um, handed me a book. He was in the entertainment industry. It still is, but at the time, he was like deep in the music and entertainment and dance industry. He handed me The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron, and it's a 12-week book. And most of the people that pick up this book don't finish it. Most of the people pick it up and they just either look at it or they dabble, they do two, three weeks, they quit, um, or they just buy it, but they never actually pick it up and do it. And so I remember like moving through the book, you know, a handful of times, but this was like before my spiritual awakening, what I would call my spiritual awakening, which is about 11 years ago. Um, So it wasn't resonating at the same level, you know? But when I picked it up more recently over the last like, year I've been going through a lot of changes in my business and there was a really big void space where like nothing was happening like it wasn't getting clients programs weren't selling just it was this empty space and it was scary I was like fuck what next like like I said when when you work for yourself you support yourself and things don't sell and it's very quiet it's like holy shit what am I gonna do so I just remember being in this point where I was like I don't know what to do next and not just that there were some points in my relationship life that I really wanted to like There were like some loose ends that I felt needed a little bit more attention. And so, and this is where I found the Buddhist stuff, which is amazing because things literally come when you're ready. Like ask and you shall receive. Like when the student is ready, the teacher appears. And I shit you not, like the teacher appeared. And I'm so grateful for my teacher. So I started to focus on my relationship stuff. And I was like, you know, and again, having a creative outlet making for example for me like I use um I love music I think music is like the number one way that I process my feelings I make like I listen to songs I make lists like I share them in my programs I make like musical lists for all my programs and music is just my parents are both musicians I played instruments growing up like I've come from a family of artists actually so it's kind of ironic that I was surrounded by the arts and my parents were artists and I still had such a block around creativity and being an artist as a profession for whatever reasons you know there's that's a different podcast episode but when it came to relationship stuff I was like all right I joined this relationship immersion which was like a Buddhist immersion to apply these principles to to modern love life, right? And I was going through the artist's way, the book. I'm like, I really think I need this process now. And so as the weeks went on and I committed to actually finishing the book, like number one, like I said in the beginning, it helps you take responsibility for your feelings. Because if you're not doing that, then you feel like a victim. And when you feel like a victim, you feel powerless. You think life is happening to me, my relationship is my relationships are happening to me. There's nothing I can do to change them. Like it's outside of me. And I'm telling you guys right now that that's not true. So this is giving you major codes, major empowerment codes and tools. I promise you, like I will freely give this to you. Like, and this stuff is free too. That's why, like I said, the Buddhist stuff is great because it's all online. They're not gatekeeping. There are some secret teachings that I'm sure, you know, that, that happened later, but in terms of the basics, it's all out there, you guys, free. It's just if it, it will resonate and land when you're ready, if you're ready. But when it comes to the creativity, like taking responsibility, numero uno, for your feelings. Number two, to transform these emotions so they're not festering in you and creating drama and unnecessary pain in your relationships or dis-easing your body, which does happen. Um, it created more space for love and compassion and understanding in my relationships. I was purifying all of this dense energy by using music. I use, um, my God, so many things. Pinterest. I make, obviously, my business and my content creation is part of my alchemy, right? So I can make memes or I make a post about it or I share in my newsletter. So these are ways that I've alchemized um, and used creative expression. 
I, I was a painter. I am a painter, but like I painted in college. That was my specialization because I had a major in art and communications. <clears throat> and uh, so I, I'm using watercolors because they're easier now. So I do my painting and I like to like read and write poems. And just I found all of these new ways and giving myself, well, number one, I had the space because I literally nothing else was working out. So it was like the universe dropped the time <laughs> to get it done and to, to explore this. Um, all of these different ways, I noticed that like, again, I wasn't as reactive. I was being more calm and my relationship exchanges, all that energy wasn't boiling underneath the surface anymore. I had moved it. If I feel sad now, if I wake up, number one, I meditate because I know that it's happening in my mind. So I need to get right in there right away. That's my first thing. And then number two, like that energy just needs to move. So I choose a way. Maybe it is painting. Maybe it's going to the gym. Maybe it's going for a walk outside. Don't, maybe it's not using the phone, you know, and just walking, breathing in and looking around, like get present, be here now. But whatever it is, like right away, I will use a tool, boom. And the energy isn't gonna turn into something even worse because we don't have to let it go there. We don't have to let it expand. We, it's up to us to catch ourselves. It's not to not feel it or to bypass it. If you get angry, it's okay, feel it, but you don't need to create a story about it. You don't need to amplify it. You don't need to go tell six of your friends and build on it and build on it and build on it because that's what we do sometimes unintentionally or unconsciously. When you're using creativity, it is so powerful because you're just going to move it. That's it. Like it will shift. And lastly, beyond this kind of purification, like you're prioritizing your own well-being. Instead of demanding that your relationships are the thing that make you feel better, you realize it's up to you to feel better. Your relationships can only add to the feelings that you're creating within yourself. Your relationships are an amplifier, actually, too. They're an amplifier. They're a mirror. And so what your relationships are going to do is amplify whatever's going on within you, for better or worse. So just know that that's the power and the beauty of especially conscious relationship. Like when you're consciously, intentionally using your relationship as a vehicle for, for growth, then this is where it's at. It's going to show you everything you need to know. And the more committed you are to a relationship, knowing that it's being created through you, how you're perceiving that person is up to you. Therefore, it can change for the better, number one. And number two... It's your responsibility to do your part, right? Other people are going to show up how they're going to show up. Obviously, if it's really bad or someone's abusing you, like that's a totally different conversation. Leave. If someone's abusing you, like don't, you don't need to be putting up with that. But that's, that's something different. What I'm talking about is more of like the day-to-day mundane things that we all deal with. And then we're thinking that we're not powerful, that we're powerless. And that is simply not the case. You can create miracles in your relationships because when it's coming from you, I'm telling you is I've experienced it with some of the most, I would say the most stressful and difficult relationships in my life. Every single one of them has transformed for the better. Like I'm thinking of like three or four right off the top of my head and they're all better. And I know that that's because I've planted new seeds. I've gone into my own mind and I've started to change the way that I see the world. And therefore, these people are now showing up differently. So I won't make any promises. You got to try it for yourself. But I, but I know that this works because these are relationships with people that I thought might never change, but they did. And lastly, you know, this process will help you strengthen your spiritual connection because ultimately creativity is just like your direct channel to the divine. It's like you're boop, tuning in 
opening up the gateway, opening up the portal, and you're like, all right, I'm here, I'm open, I'm a vessel, use me, move through me. That's it. It's like your direct connect to the universe, to source. And so ultimately creates, because think about it, every creative person or every artist, when you're like, oh, where was the inspiration? They'll be like, I don't know, it just dropped in. I don't know, I just... It's like I got a sign from God. It's like, oh, lightning bolt hit me and I came up with this amazing, uh, you know, life's work. And it just happened just like that. Like, we, I don't know where it came from. It just hit me. <laughs> and that's really how it is most of the time. And so when you're using creative expression as a way to alchemize, especially when it comes to your relationships, you're opening up your spiritual connection to receive more clear guidance to hear your intuition more clearly to, to more clearly interpret your inner guidance and then apply that apply that higher perspective apply that love and wisdom to your relationships so i am so excited so i'm hosting i'm using the artist's way as the framework because this book just is the bomb you guys it's so good and if you're a creative person especially if you are a person who wants to reclaim that artist but you don't have to be an artist. Here's the thing. This is for anyone. If you feel called to this, it's for you. If you own the book and you haven't done it, yes, this is for you. It's a huge synchronicity. So the sales page is up with all the details. It's going to be a 12-week immersion because we're using the book, and that's a 12-week book. I'm going to weave in meditation. So I'm going to also be offering to you guys some of these special practices that I was talking about. Um, you're going to have access to those. But you'll have a daily meditation, very simple and straightforward every day, short and sweet, like under 10 minutes. And then that will change each month. So you'll have one for the month. It'll make it really easy for you to do it. And then we'll move through week by week um, the modules in the artist's way. And then you've got me there, you know, facilitating calls and we'll have a telegram group for the duration of the immersion. And also there's an option to do an upgrade with some one-to-one -one time for two calls. So there'll be three options. There'll be like an early bird, a general enrollment, and then the upgrade with the one-to-one. So I'm just really psyched because this really changed my life. From this process of going through the artist's way and my meditations, I was able to rebrand re my business. I had this whole rebirth recently. Like I said, the meditation stuff fell on my lap at the right time. Just this whole new path started to open up. That's not by accident. You know what I mean? It's because I asked. It's because I showed up every day. And with those small, consistent steps and using creativity as a way, and also because I knew deep down I had a, a block around being an artist and really thriving as a creative. And that was something for me that was really important to get to the root of because I know that I'm not going back to get a job, quote unquote. Like it's not going to happen. This is what I'm meant to be doing. But I needed to move through that resistance. So if you're at a point in your life where you're like, you're hitting a plateau, you're in a void space, maybe you just lost a job or you're going through a big change or you'd like to, but you're terrified. And doing this type of work in a way that is creative appeals to you because maybe you're tired of the therapy kind of stuff and the group therapy or the heavy lifting type of programs and you're more interested in like a playful way and a more creative, playful excavation type of way to get to the root of what's going on and move through the resistance. So that's what this is going to be for. It's called Artistic Alchemy. Like I said, 12 weeks. We're going to start in September. The link to the sales page is in the notes, so you can check that out if you're interested. Enrollment will open at the end of the month. I'm starting off a bit early talking about this because I did just rebrand my whole business, so I figured give it a little more time. And also people are kind of coming back now from summer vacations and stuff. So that's the scoop. If you have any questions, you can always email me. And I'm just sending you guys so much love. would love to have you inside. And otherwise, I'll see you on the next one.